go. Episode 16 of Bet Parks presents the Oddsies podcast. There he is, Harry Mays, Jason Martinez. What's going on? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's springtime, Jason, and I'm starting to get that itch. You know, we had the uh, college basketball tournament, which started last week, and I mean, was heavily involved in that, been enjoying that. And, uh, you know, somebody tells me that the baseball season is actually going to start here in a couple of weeks. And the Phillies made a couple of big moves, spent a lot of money in the last couple of days. We had your boy G uh, has a new zip code mm-hmm. and some people are outraged by that. And uh, some people are outraged by the fact that some of the Sixers stars didn't play in a game last night, that they actually won against the number one seed Miami Heat. When you start to think you can figure out the NBA and the regular season, you let me know because I surely can't. <laughs> oh, and that and the Eagles signed some uh, wide receiver that nobody really knows. Yeah, they're all judging him by, is he better than Jalen Rieger? Right. Well, yeah. I'm better than Jalen Rieger. <laughs> yeah, I guess pro football, uh, what do they call it, focus or whatever, oh, puts yeah. out PFF. their list of wide receivers at PFF. And apparently – this guy was at the bottom of the list, and Jalen Ragor was a few slots ahead of him. So there you go, for what oh, it's worth. Oh, jeez. Yeah. The line but the of, coach loves him. Yeah, the line of demarcation, yet they yeah. s- still don't have a quarterback. Exactly. Uh, let's tell people about Bet Parks real quick, because the one thing you missed in your little soliloquy there was that uh, the Masters is coming, huh? Well, yeah, that's a couple Springtime. of weeks away. I mean, we still we got the, uh, the, the match play starts tomorrow. In Texas, that's like their bracket format thing where they have the 64 players going at it, uh, you know, in, in match play one on one. And it's, you know, they whittle it down to, uh, what, 32 after the first three days. And then they play all weekend long. I mean, so in order to win this tournament, you got to play like seven rounds of golf in like four and a half days. It's It's exhausting. Any truth to the rumor that uh, Mikey Miss sent the, the PGA a cease and desist because he created the field of 64, Harry? <laughs> well, yes. Crossing broad, I guess Kevin Kincaid does this kind of stuff this time of year. And yeah. he actually paired his field of 64 down to a field of 32 just to not uh, uh, get Mikey Misses and his lawyers or his legal team after crossing broad. That's what I understand. Yes, I'm hoping to make the NIT bracket in that uh, field of 32, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't included in it for the first time this year, too, because <laughs> neither of us technically do sports talk radio. Well, not sports talk. I mean, I did the football pregame show on Fox Sports, the gambler for this past football season on Sundays. Uh, but I guess that doesn't count. But who cares? Yeah, I, I took it as a badge of honor that you I did. wasn't on that bracket for the first time in a long time. Wow. I was Good like, oh, you. that's a sign. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Shander was on there. Oh, was he? I, yeah, he was on there. I think he got eliminated right away because not enough people saw his tweets. Yeah, 6% of his uh, followers could see his tweets. <laughs> who, who bounced him out, I wonder? I'm not even sure. I may have uh, to look at the bracket. And if it's still sure. up, unless Mikey misses cease and desist at it taken down <laughs> for a likeness comparison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Unbelievable. Uh, let's tell people about Bet Parks because Bet Parks is the new app. I know you got it. Yeah, you were flashing it on the screen last week. I got it as well. Um, and it's awesome. It's easy to use. The old app was good, but this one's better. Yeah, uh, this is way better. It's, it's yeah, more user friendly. Yeah. And, and that's what we want because when we want to get our money and we want to get it in in an easy way, right? right? Exactly. Get the action. It's also a mobile casino and sports book. It's right in your pocket. Easy to sign up, fun to use. And like Harry said, super easy to navigate. And right now, all Bet Parks users have the choice of either a $20 
casino bonus or a $20, free $20 sports bet. So all you got to do is just go to the App Store, download it. That little X at the bottom, uh, bottom left of your screen there is kind of what uh, you're looking for. Download that, and uh, you get the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over 21, present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So uh, make sure you check it out. Uh, live in-game betting, play-by-play, uh, you know, all the different player performances and tons of stuff there as well. Yeah, I gave I gave out two in the NCAA tournament last week, went one and one. Vermont covered, losing mm-hmm. only by four, getting five. But Boise State uh, did not come through for me against Memphis. I'm looking at the Houston Cougars. I love Cougars. We all know that. Yes, yeah. Uh, Thursday night at 10 o'clock, they tip off against the number one seeded Arizona Wildcats out of the Pac-12. Houston getting a point and a half from the American. This team defends like all get out, and they just compete at such a high level. Really impressed with what they did against uh, Illinois over this past weekend. That's a short, short ass line. I'm taking Houston plus one and a half, and I'll even put some money on the money line because they're winning that game. Nice. Okay. Don't say outright because we'll get into we'll get a C. No, that's another the lawyers are listening, Jason. (laughs) Another another C and D as they call it in uh, uh, lawyer parlance. (laughs) I saw you just tweeting up a storm this weekend about the tournament. You were vested, huh? Yeah, I was into it, man. I'm entertained by it. You know, I, 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 um, it, it lives up to the billing every year to me. Like there's always upsets. You have this St. Peter's team, which is now the Cinderella, you know, taking out Kentucky, which was a two seed. And and then they win their next game because they had uh, the benefit of playing Murray State, who made a a mild upset in the first round. So they're in the Sweet 16. Uh, Their coach is probably going to get hired away by his alma mater, Seton Hall, because they lost their coach to Maryland this past week. And they're coming to Philadelphia, actually. St. Peter's going to play Purdue on Friday night, Friday at the Wells Fargo Center. And then in the in the nightcap, you get UCLA against UNC, two of the biggest branded teams in college basketball lore going at it. Uh, you got great storylines with Duke, you know, Coach K. Uh, you know, each game he wins is, you know, one one more game towards the end. And, you know, who knows who's going to take him out? They play Texas Tech this week, and that's going to be a really tough game uh, to beat Texas Tech because of the way they defend. Uh, so there's storylines left and right, and I just think it's great stuff. The upsets, you know, I, everybody gets into the upsets, buzzer beaters, overtime games. To me, the tournament never lets me down. So do you get this? You don't get this invested in the regular season of college hoops. It's the tournament that gets yeah. you every time. No, it's, it's hard to get that vested in the regular season because you still much. got football going on yeah. in November, December, and January. You know, so I, I don't really, you know, start – turning my attention, a lot of my attention to college basketball until February. And then by then, my alma mater is usually already, you know, fighting uphill just to maybe get an NIT bid. So I get a little disappointed by that. But I start to really dial in on some of the uh, the bigger conferences in the weekend games on Saturdays and Sundays. And, you know, and then you get the conference tournaments, uh, which, you know, some people think are a total waste of time. I kind of get into it. And then but by the time you start to get to the NCAA tournament, I am fully into it. I'm, I'm knee deep in college hoops. Oh. Villanova with another good run coming here. Oh, always they Jay got Wright. Michigan uh Phil Martelli on that Michigan staff yeah as an assistant versus coach. Jay yeah it's gonna be good stuff <laughs> kind of the holy war <laughs> in yeah, a way right, right? In a way in a uh, way maybe with Michigan it's the unholy war but <laughs> uh Jay once again uh, he just runs such a good program oh, first incredible class. yeah 
It is amazing. Hard not um, to root for him, even if you're a Temple guy. Yeah. Like that feeling uh, as for you as a Temple guy, like your team's out of it. Like, mm-hmm. like I have that feeling obviously now with the Flyers, like just out playing out the string. They got 20 games left, and it's like right. – like I was at the game the other night. And I'm going, geez, seriously, 20 games left. We got 20, 20 more of these. Wow, there's only like 12, 11 or 12 left in the NBA season. So you yeah, have 20 left in the NHL. Wow. Yeah, Flyers won't wrap up until uh, April 29th against That's drudgery. Uh, the Ottawa Senators. I'm oh, like, oh, oh man, painful. I mean, look, look, you're gonna see some young guys and stuff like that with the trade, the trades they made, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously some of the injuries that guys that aren't coming back, like Ellis and Couturier. Now Giroux's gone and Braun's gone and Broussard's gone. So there's right. things to look at. But like mm. this time of year when you're going to a winter sporting event, like whether it's the Sixers or the Flyers, and, and it's nice outside, like that right. brings you back to those playoff runs. Right, right. And in that's the not the case with the yeah. Flyers. When the trees are blooming, the flowers are starting to come out, and then people drive down to the Wells Fargo Center with their Flyers or their Sixers flags on their cars. Yeah. Everybody's getting into it. Yeah, And they tailgate you. earlier. and sure. you know, especially the weekend games. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sucks that they're just playing out the string. But yeah. some people are pissed off at El Cap. Oh, they the are? Captain. Yeah, because he wouldn't waive his no-move clause for several teams to create a bidding war. Well, I mean, I, I, I was under the impression from some uh, Twitter reporting by some hockey people that Colorado, Minnesota, and St. Louis would have all been other teams that he may have had interest in and possibly been up for waiving the no-trade clause. Is that not true? Well, I mean, it was that was an early report. I think it was from Adrian Dater out in Colorado that those were teams that he would consider. But when it came down to it, considering waiving it and waiving it are mm-hmm. two totally different things. And as things kind of heated up, and I'm sure conversations with guys on teams and situations and how he would be used and all that stuff through his agent, because his agent can talk to the general managers. Right. Right. It, you know, if he comes here, you know, what role is he going to play? All those things. Like with Florida, he's with Verhage and Bar- Barkov on the top line. Mm. And so, I mean, you look at it and you go, okay. Uh, so he decides to go to Florida, gets his mind made up on Florida, and that's it. And so the general manager is negotiating with one other general manager that knows he's only going to wave to go there. So he's not right. going to give you a king's ransom for the guy. So people are like, oh, gee, thanks, G. You yeah. screwed us on your way out. Well, yeah, I had the mini U-Haul. They, they, uh, Fletcher pulled away uh, from the building in the mini U-Haul. Yeah, not even the drive U-Haul. It was no. a trailer U-Haul, this, Harry. <laughs> this is the one you could have hooked up to a Pinto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wasn't even big enough to get a living room out of the house right. moved. Uh, so he goes to Florida, and yeah, it's weird seeing him in Florida colors at practice and stuff like that. But now, do they people, play the Panther uh, before the end of the year? Is there going to be a re, uh, a matchup between G and the Flyers? No, he does not uh, play the Panther. Um, that's a shame. They would they would have if they had gone to the Rangers. They would have played the Rangers. I'm trying to see mm-hmm. if there's anybody else here that was in that mix, but no, nobody is. Okay, so they, they move forward post Giroux, and it's and you know how I feel about the player hire. Uh, and I think people are going, well, he needs to sign here in the offseason. I say no. No. Enough. Move on. Enough with bringing yes. back the old guys. Yeah. Move yeah. on. Let the, you know, have it be a new day and move right. forward as a new group. Don't bring yep. them back. He'd and, be a free agent. Yeah, he's a UFA. Yeah, he can come right. back here and sign here like he can anywhere else. So, no. I, I say it's time to move on. And, and obviously, and you know how I feel about him. You know? Yeah. 
I no, think it's no time doubt. to move on. But these people getting pissed off because he wanted to go to a certain team when he had a full no move clause, like I, I think you yeah. need to get a grip. Yeah, and I mean, who keeps putting these no move clauses in all these deals? Does this go back to Holmgren? It do, well, that deal was signed by Holmgren, but yeah. that, that's the thing. When you're a really high end player, you get it, right? Because you can, mm-hmm. and then you can control your situation if you find yourself in this spot. Right. Because players ultimately all they want is control, so they can determine where they go. Otherwise, they could send you to Siberia, basically. Right. Right. Now, you where mean, do you think he'd have the best chance of winning a cup? Is it in Florida, or would it have been maybe in Carolina or Colorado? Uh, I think. I mean, Florida's the one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So right. is Carolina. I think they're pretty much even when it comes to the chances to to get to the cup and win it. And then in the Western Conference, I mean, Colorado is great, but I mean, a team you didn't even consider, I think that's going to come out of the West, even over Colorado, is going to be Calgary. Oh wow! I think well, you don't want to go to Calgary. No, I mean, come on. I know even this time of year. Yeah, exactly. I know that springtime is coming, and by July it'll actually be in Calgary. But you don't want to be in Calgary right now. Well, not not to mention the the way your paycheck looks when you get it. Oh yeah, exactly. Canadian dollar and the Canadian (laughs) tax versus Florida with no state income tax. Right, and you probably still have to double mask up there too. Who knows? Oh, that's the other thing too: the travel and the border issues up there. Like I was spo- the the I had to fill in for Coatsy this week for a couple of games, including Drew's thousandth hour. I saw that. Congratulations! Yeah, so I was doing color on moment. the game uh, for the big uh, match up there and the win over the Nashville Predators. But then Friday they were in Ottawa, but I couldn't travel because I didn't have a negative PCR test oh. in time to be able to go over the border to do the game in Canada. Oh I had to do it from home. Fourteen oh. seconds delayed for Christ's 14 sake. Fourteen seconds? Yes. That's like half a shift. Yeah, that's up back and off. Huh? Jesus. <laughs> so Tim is doing the call from Ottawa. Uh-huh. And he, a goal would happen and he would throw it to me, but I haven't seen it yet. Right. I didn't delay. see it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm there like kind of stretching <laughs> to till I see it on my I'm watching the game on a computer monitor because right. I gotta stream it from an NHL site that I get. Oh and it was just it was dizzying because I'm listening to the game in real time, but seeing everything 14 seconds delayed. Oh man. Well I, not ideal. Got, you got through it obviously. Uh but congratulations on being able to do the thousandth game. That's quite a uh that's quite a bullet point on your resume. Yeah, well, I come to find out, Harris, through some people on Twitter, that the reason Coatsy was off had nothing to do with a detached retina. It was St. Patrick's Day. St. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's Day, that, that was Thursday night. I was yes. up in uh, Nick's Roast Beef with Shander doing a uh, college basketball betting show. Oh, really? Jeez. Where's <laughs> your agent to book that on St. Patty's Day, right? You gotta have a. You gotta call your agent and say, oh. What's, "What is going on back there?" <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind of a week, and uh, um, I, I'm like, today's officially spring, right? Uh, I, or was that I yesterday? thought it was. It might have been Sunday. I don't even know. Twentieth, twenty first, twenty second. Well, I remember being a kid. You know, when you focused on on dates like that, when you know with the calendar, and you're in elementary school, I always thought it was the twenty first. That's what I thought. Yeah, but who knows? I they yeah. probably move it. Well, it's officially yeah. definitely spring right now. Definitely. And, yeah. Uh, I'm ready for spring and just kind of to chill a little bit, but I still I a little meat on the hockey bone for me. Um, I want to get to this video from um from Tim Legler on ESPN. This is mm-hmm. about the six. I want to get your thoughts on this because right. uh I, 
you know, legs came on real heavy. And we know legs mm-hmm. is a bit of an old school dude. Yeah. Uh, but, but here's Tim Legler uh, talking about uh, both what Harden and Embiid sitting. Not to play last night. I hate it. I mean, I'm not, I really do because, I, again, it's disrespectful to the league, to the fans. I mean, it renders the regular season meaningless with as many games as guys miss. And I understand, you know, what they're trying to do, but this is the second time James Harden has sat against the Heat since he got to Philly. I don't really get quite what that's about. Look, you go out and you win the game, and that's great. And Tyrese Maxey was incredible. But are you supposed to really take a lot out of that? No, because the guys that played great last night and had opportunities are not going to have the same opportunities when Harden and Embiid come back and play. So I don't take a lot out of it. I think the Heat were caught a little bit flat-footed by that decision. They weren't really completely ready to play, uh, to defend those guys the way that they played last night. So I don't take a lot out of them winning that game without their two starts. They've got to figure out how to close games with these two guys against the marquee defense, and that's why I wanted to see them on the court last night against Miami. They need to beat a team like that and they need to figure out how to play together in the tight moments because that has been an issue for them so far, and you're running out of time in a regular season. But I guess rest is the almighty in this league, and that's all that really matters. So I'm disgusted by it because I think fans that wanted to go down and see that game last night anticipated it for a long time didn't get to see their two stars play. All right, so he's disgusted by it. <laughs> it's a lack of respect for the league and the fans. Harry, is, is legs right here? Well, you know, they had just come off a really awful performance the night before against the Raptors at home where those two guys did play Mm -hmm. and nobody could shoot the basketball and they lost and Embiid did look tired. Uh, The big guy needs his rest every now and then. He mentions Harden now that this is the second time he sat versus the Heat. I don't know if there's anything to that or not, but at the end there, you know, I do agree with him that they need to figure out a way and, you know, to figure out this chemistry between uh, you know, the starters on the court, including those two, they're superstars before the end of the season. And the playoffs are, you know, 11 games away. So he makes a very good point there. I do feel bad for the fans that went down there to a game, you know, hoping to see, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler and, you know, uh, uh, the, you know, the heat going up against Embiid and Harden and everything. And then they don't get to see it. That stinks. Yeah. Uh, the Sixers did find a way to win that game, which is miraculous. I can't figure out the NBA regular season to save my life. Uh, but I'm just tired of being – I sound like an old man punching at the clouds when I start bitching about, you know, who plays and who doesn't play on a night-in, night-out basis in the NBA because it, it, this is never going to change anymore. It is what it is, and I'm getting tired of being annoyed by it. Um, I agree with him about, you know, they need to – you know they need more chemistry, more time together, you would think, is what they need, and they missed an opportunity last night to uh, – to maybe get some of that and beat a really good team together. Um, is it going to cost them in the playoffs? I don't know. They, they're, they're now tied. There's three teams now tied two, three, and mm-hmm. four, including the Sixers who apparently are in the two slot uh, right now. But this, you know, I, are they trying to avoid Brooklyn? Do people want to see them play Brooklyn? And they could play them in the first round because yeah. Brooklyn's in that seven, eight uh, situation where with this play in seven plays, eight and nine plays, 10, the loser of the 7-8 game, which the Nets, I believe, are seventh right now or or eighth. They might be eighth. Toronto may be seventh. Uh, but the, the winner of that game is in. The loser of that game gets to play the winner of the 9-10 game, which is Charlotte-Atlanta right now, to see who gets the eighth seed. 
So right now, if whoever gets the seventh would play the Sixers as it stands right now, and that could end up being Brooklyn. That would be kind of interesting because Ben Simmons still has yet to play one game for the Brooklyn Nets in their uniform. Now he's got some back issue that they're saying is, you know, a herniated disc or something. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what to believe. But how do you herniate I, the disc? He hasn't done anything from sitting down. Sitting Jesus. is very strenuous. Trust me, I do a lot of it. Yes. Um, you know, the thing is, yeah, you, those guys got to figure out who, what role each is going to play in a tight game at the end, yeah. because in the playoffs, you're going to need to win those tight games and you're going to have to have somebody step up and right. situationally. But, you know, the, the NBA guys have been doing this forever, sitting out in this load management thing. And I totally agree with you. Like if I'm in if I'm in Miami and I see on the schedule, oh, Sixers are coming in, I'm going to get chances, chance to watch. Harden in person and then beat right. in person. I buy the ticket because of that. And then right. they sit out healthy. That is, that would piss me off. Yeah, it does. It, it, it's, it's very, it must be very disappointing. I went, I told you a couple of weeks ago when I got back from Florida, we went down to see the bulls game. And I was just like, you know, till that afternoon at three o'clock, I was just like hoping beyond hope that everybody played and thank yeah. goodness, basically everybody did. And I got to see these guys, but you never know on a nightly basis, man, until the playoffs come especially in a back-to-back because they were mm-hmm. on the back-to-back. Yep. And, you know, if the NBA wants to fix it, then they can't have any back-to-backs. Right. And I don't know if that's, you know, logistically possible uh, given, you know, trying to squeeze 82 games into, uh, you know, to this these windows playing in the same building as hockey teams and, and so forth. But they got 11 games to go, and they could be anywhere from the two-seed down to the four-seed. Uh, you know, so it's, I, you know, I can't wait for the playoffs. The NBA playoffs are, are tremendous, just as the NHL playoffs are. Uh, you know, even though the Flyers will not be there. You know, the thing about it, too, is this playoff is going to be so intriguing because you have that guy in Harden now Closer. that's not yeah. afraid to shoot it. Right. And can they get can they finally, after all this, right. all these years, get out, get past the second round? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you won't have to run everything, you know, through the big guy, you know, late yeah. in games and in the half court. And, and, you know, one of the bright spots that has been all season long, and you saw it last night is Therese Maxey is tremendous. And uh, he was tremendous again last night. And he is a true third option for this team. So it's a, it's a, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. At least you have that. And, you know, Tobias can step up on occasion, Mm -hmm. hit hit some big shots for you as well, but can they get past the second round? I mean, if they don't get past the second round again, I mean, Jesus, it'll it'll be Uh such a disappointment. Yeah. People freaking out when they got hardened. Yeah, exactly. Then everything turns uh, turns on Doc Rivers. I know a lot of people are turning oh. on him already. <laughs> oh, big! It time. hasn't been an easy season for Doc. No, it yeah. hasn't been an easy tenure at, yeah. this, at this point as well. Um, so, you know, we keep an eye on the Sixers those final eleven games, and then heading into the playoffs, it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, the Eagles were rumored to be in the in the mix. Hmm. for both Russell Wilson who ends up in Denver and now and Deshaun Watson who does not end up here as well right um and you know some people the people there's selective more morality in sports right and after the grand jury comes back for Deshaun Watson and the 22 accusers and he decides not to come here or this Eagles don't get him mm-hmm. it's good we didn't want him anyway but had they gotten him they did want him. those same they did yeah. yeah they did want him and yeah. they, you know they it tried they good. couldn't get a meeting with him apparently and you know I, w- I was told that uh you know the weather he didn't like the weather in the northeast but then he ends up going to Cleveland which has worse <laughs> weather so that doesn't make much sense but then when you start looking at it with the amount of money and it's all guaranteed that Cleveland gave him I you know I can put up with some cold 
you know, frosty, you know, frosty days, you know, playing in, uh, you know, off of Lake Erie for that kind of money. So it was never, I don't think ever really much of a possibility for the Eagles, but that doesn't mean they didn't kick the tires and they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't desire it. They would have loved to have him. Oh, absolutely. They would have. He's a dynamic player. What becomes of Baker Mayfield, Harry? Yeah, who knows? Maybe he goes to Canada. Yeah. Maybe Maybe he can go play in Calgary. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Rough Riders, exactly. (laughs) Or the Ottawa, what are the Ottawa Red Blacks, I think. Yep. And, of course, you got the Toronto Argonauts. The Argonauts. and The The Argos. The the Montreal Alouettes still in the league. (laughs) I believe so, Hack. Yeah, and the British Columbia Lions. The BC Lions. And the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Mm -hmm. Look at you. I think there's another another Red Blacks. Aren't there two Red Black teams in the Canadian Football League? It, leave it to a Canadian league to have two teams with the same name. Right. <laughs> It'd be like the Eagles going to San Diego to play the Eagles. Right. <laughs> and both have the same chant, the E-A-G-O-S. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Fletcher Baker Cox Mayfield. is coming back, though. Oh, yeah, on a one-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was kind of underwhelmed. They're becoming a team that can't let go, aren't they? I, I know. I was kind of underwhelmed by uh, – uh, thus far in free agency when it comes to the Eagles. But the rest of the league has been so entertaining with all these trades and, you know, free agent movement among big-time players. I mean, all these quarterbacks that have changed addresses, it's just – it's it's mind-blowing. Like, you really need to write it down to figure it out. I mean, uh, it all started with Brady unretiring. You get Russell mm-hmm. Wilson going to Denver. Like Rogers you said, Watson stays. to Cleveland. Rogers stays. And then Devontae Adams leaves. Yeah. And he goes to the Las Vegas Raiders to be reunited with his college quarterback uh, car from Fresno state. Um, you know, the trickle down effects. Now, you know, you get Matt Ryan to Indianapolis for a third round pick. The Colts essentially offloaded Carson Wentz to Washington and end up moving up in both the second and third rounds of the draft and then get an extra third round pick and are paying Matt Ryan, I believe slightly less than what they would have paid Carson Wentz. Yep. Had he stayed there, so what a what a boondoggle for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, because I think Matt Ryan could be really successful there with that running game and that defense, and he gets out of the you know now the AFC is just mega loaded with quarterbacks. Yeah. It's unbelievable, oh. and the NFC you know now that Brady came back, it's a little bit better, but it's uh, you know Rodgers and Brady might as well just pencil those guys in for the NFC Championship game, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would love At this to point, see that. Yeah, At this point. At Lambeau? Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, is, you know, the, the league and all this movement, I think, is good for it. Oh, yeah. There, there's a variable of unpredictability now. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I, I do, too. It. I do, too. And, you know, the trickle-down effect, then, too, Trubisky goes from Buffalo nah. to Pittsburgh and you know, for a nominal contract. They'll probably end up drafting somebody. Uh, because I don't think Trubisky's the answer, nor do I think they do. But he's like a stopgap, I guess, yeah. for Pittsburgh. Mariota goes uh, to Atlanta to be reunited with his head coach, who was at Tennessee as the offensive coordinator. And that's sort of a stopgap. They may end up drafting somebody uh, in this draft. they got some big pro days. It's pro day week. Yeah, uh, Kenny Pickett's was yesterday, and much was uh, made about his hand size. His hand actually grew, Jason, an eighth of an inch in the last two weeks. Wow. Some guys would like to have that happen somewhere else. And if we can figure out that pill that he's taking, maybe we should all get on it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but Malik Willis is tomorrow. Yeah, his hands. He's got less than nine inches. Now, that's, you know, that's that's, that's a quite a ball. lot. 
That's a big, <laughs> it's a big ball. ball. But there hasn't been apparently a quarterback with hand size of less than nine inches drafted in the first round. That's why it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Because he's probably going to go in the first round. I think he's going to go in the top twenty. Pretty. Who was the quarterback sure that kind of had the label of his hands were too small? I can't remember. There uh-huh. was somebody recently that. They said they said he would fumble all the time because his hands were too small. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember either. I think it was Daniel Jones or something like that. I yeah, man, might have been, might have been. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, he's he's definitely not eight and five eighths inches hands like uh, Pickett's apparently are. His were at least nine because he was taken in the first round. Jeez. Yeah. How about uh, that? Yeah, Joe on uh, uh, formerly ruined tomorrow. Oh, Joe Burrow's got small hands. Ash said. Oh, he does. Yeah, he won't know. Yeah, well, you see, it doesn't really affect him, does it? it Guys, it, it certainly didn't look like it to me. No, no. <laughs> uh, and uh, Joe says that Dante Culpepper had small mitts. Hmm, I don't remember Culpepper, that. Really? At yeah. a UCF way back in the day. Because wow. he could chuck it too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was great for a few years. And I mean, he had those, you know, with Chris Carter and Randy Moss and chucking it around, Robert Smith in the backfield. That was a great team. Um, the signings the Eagles or the Phillies make it you excited at all for baseball? Or are you still kind of like, yeah, whatever? Well, I mean, you know, they're going to hit the ball. I mean, you know, they, the guys it's they brought in, it, it, this is the unbelievable thing is they have no farm system, so they have to keep spending all this money. And finally, the owners finally opened up the pocketbooks and said, forget about luxury tax. We're going over it. And, you know, kudos to him because, I mean, this is what they have to do to get people excited. Uh, you know, I mean, Schwarber, you know, $79 million for four years. Castellanos, $100 million. They wanted Castellanos. There was rumors about him being traded to the Phillies years ago when he was with Detroit, mm-hmm. when he still played third base. But a couple of corner outfielders, you got the DH. These guys can DH on days when they don't want to uh, field. You know, Herrera's back uh, for hardly any money. Um, you know, they're going to score runs. They're going to hit the baseball, which gets everybody excited. You know, question is, you know, will they have a bullpen that can that can stand up to it? You know, we know Wheeler's a stud. We you hope, um, you know, you hope they have enough pitching. Because, the, I mean, you know, the NL East is, is pretty doggone good. The Braves, the, the Nationals, the the Mets, of course, and, and the Marlins always give the Phillies all a lot of problems. Yeah, and the other thing with them is, you know, what is Nola going to be? Right. Well, that that's the guy that gets needs – he needs to get back to being the Nola that we know and loved when he was first – became the first couple of years with the Phillies. He's kind of slid off here in these last, what, year and a half, two years. Yeah. That, so. I mean, he's – I think he's a huge element of it too. He is. He is. Um, all right. We've certainly done enough sports here. Did you see um, – <laughs> did, you, did you see the two pigs that deterred a black bear or a brown bear? I don't know what color bear it was. Well, now, you know, it's, do we have to delineate? It was a bear. It was a bear. Yeah. Okay. It was a big ass bear. Okay. <laughs> I did see that. I saw it on uh, Twitter where the, the bear jumped into this pen and, you know, it's in the woods or something and it was a pig in there. And then a second pig came out and uh, the pig scared the bear right back up onto the top of the, the fence and he, fence, and he, yeah. he got the hell out of there. Now, <laughs> I was always trying to avoid pigs, uh, you know, at certain times of the hey. night. Yeah, pegs. Yeah, they scared the hell out of me too. Yeah, you you went running out of a few pens, there. <laughs> tried but not to get two in there. I tried not to go in the pen at all. You yeah, know, I didn't exactly. try to avoid the pen altogether. See, that bear's thinking, oh, yeah. bacon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. right. I smell bacon, 
<laughs> and he gets in there and goes, oh, a little bit off a little more than I could chew. Exactly. Pigs yeah. are nasty, though. Yeah, I'll tell you. That's the you don't want to piss off a pig. Yeah, the, those things. Especially in their own pen. It. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's one thing if the pig comes into your pen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah then you got them on your turf. Right. You don't want to go in the pig's pen. No, no. <laughs> uh, before we get to this top 10 list that uh, I saw from Eric Alper and Rolling Stone put out of lead singers, I, I got to ask you about, see, I think there's some really dumb things in the world and people do some really bizarre things and they think it matters. There's this guy, he's a serial Guinness book of world record holder and his name is David rush. And he's trying to claim yet another world record. Tell me what you think of this one. I've never heard of him by the way, for him clamoring to get all these records. This is the first I know of him. I guess this, he thinks this is going to guarantee him uh, a trip through the pearly gates. Uh, yeah, or, or maybe he gets his, a star on the walk of uh, shame in Las Vegas or something. Yeah. Who knows? The walk of waste my time. Mm-hmm. He is trying to set the record for the most times fist bumping people in one minute. The most people. Really? Fist bumping 152 people in one minute. A feat he described her as more of a logistical challenge than a physical one. Hmm. Your thoughts? Well, so what do they do? Line up people uh, like on a sidewalk and he, and mm-hmm. they just walk past him and he's doing the fist bump. I mean, first of all, how does this become a thing? Like yeah. where you know fist bumps in a in a minute is a thing. Like I I, I wouldn't even I don't know where people come up with the categories or like the feats to begin with. Yeah, it's you I know? mean it's. It's unbelievable. He he has 250, 250 records. Mm. One of them is uh, a, a record that he has. He's the fastest 100-meter dash runner while juggling blindfolded. Oh, my God. These How fast? Say, How he, fast did he run that in? Um, for curiosity's sake. Of course, it does not have that. In, oh, 16.33 seconds. Yeah, that's it's pretty, pretty good. good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people that can't get near 16 seconds without juggling and with uh, full vision. <laughs> you know, he, he uh, also caught the most ping pong balls caught in shaving foam on his head in 30 oh. seconds as a rep. See, how does that become a thing? Yeah. Like where we need to see this. This it's is just so useless. Dumb. It's stupid. Like, can you, but put you're your talking mind about just... it though. You found this. I know, but I'm just fascinated by people's level of, boredom i guess mm. i don't know well anything, is there anything is there a you record could get in the record books for that's what i'm saying is there something that we could do as a show and maybe get a little publicity out of some stupid feat i can tell you what we won't do as a show the longest ever live stream well that's true yes. <laughs> i'm out on that that, that is true. that sounds like work here it, it does could we do the shortest ever podcast episode? i could i know yes. i could one shift and end it. <laughs> exactly. Just <laughs> give them the best, the best three and a half minutes of your life. Yeah. Hello. Goodbye. It's right. over. Um, all right. Let's get to this top 10 list because Rolling Stone put out a top 10 list mm. of the greatest rock singers of all time. And I, I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, Ro- it's Rolling Stone readers that pick the best lead singers okay. of all time. Yeah. So the list goes Robert Plant, Freddie Mercury. This is in order now from one to yep. 10. Yeah. Bono, mm-hmm. Mick Jagger, Jim Morrison, Roger Daltrey, <clears throat> Eddie Vedder, John Lennon, Chris Cornell, and Kurt Cobain. Where's your mm. issues on the list? Um, 
I could I could throw three out here right now. All right. All right. Cobain's I, going. Uh Cobain's out. As much as you know, Nirvana, you know, provided for you know rock history and you know, they're you know, they they deserve their place in it, but he's not in the top ten. Yep. John Lennon is out to me. Yeah, because Paul McCartney was Paul better. Paul McCartney's better, in my yeah. view. In my opinion, I've always sided with McCartney. Uh, when it came to Lennon and McCartney. So I would pop uh, Paul McCartney in this top 10 list and boot Lennon out. I would probably throw in uh, maybe a David Bowie for a Kurt Cobain. What do you think mm -hmm. about that? That's good. Yeah. And then I would pop Eddie Vedder out of there. I know, uh, you know, there's a lot of Pearl Jam fans that would, you know, torch my house, but he's out. And how about I put in Paul Rogers? Ooh, for Bang Who I Company. think is a magnificent vocalist I agree for rock and roll. Yeah, what do I you agree. think about that? Yeah, I mean, Paul Rogers is great. That's a good one. I could buy that going into the top 10. Um, there's no females in there. What about like an Ann Wilson hair from Heart? Yeah, I love Ann Wilson. Great range. Um, it's interesting. That's a good one. I, I would probably, she's a better singer than... Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks, who yeah. is tremendous, you know, is tremendous in her, yeah. in her own right. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And yeah, maybe Ann Wilson, maybe she deserves to be in there. Nancy yeah. is a hell of a guitar player, by the way. Oh, yeah. The she sister. Is. Yeah, She still looks great, too, by the way. She does, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, you go back to, like, that early heart mm -hmm. and the way that Ann Wilson sang. Oh, yeah. I mean, tremendous. come on. I mean, Jesus. Magic Man. Oh. Yeah. She was so powerful. Barracuda. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's, <laughs> absolutely. And then you got into kind of their cheesy era in the 80s. Yeah. With some of that the kind of pop rock thing that they were doing. Yeah, that wasn't as good. Yeah. Let's be honest. You're good with Morrison being in there? Um, Yeah. Man, I am too. I, I am too. I love him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Mick Jagger and, and uh, Keith Richards are going out on tour. And Ronnie Wood, I think, too. They're, they're in not Europe. calling it the Stones? Or are they yeah, calling... no, it's the Stones. But okay. the, it's, the you know, the three of them. Uh Keith Richards is 78 years old, I believe. And Mick Jagger's right up there, too. It is unfreaking believable. You talk about what something should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. These guys should be yeah. in the Guinness Book of World Records. I mean, that's unbelievable to be almost 80 mm -hmm. and touring. Right. That is nuts. I mean, just the fact that Keith Richards is alive. I know. <laughs> is one of the great, you know, He's a walking miracle. Yeah. yeah. Um. Would you have Plant number one over Freddie Mercury or any of those other guys? You know, or are you putting Jagger one? Plant's pretty goddamn good. Man. I know. I mean, uh, Freddie Mercury's tremendous. I kind of like it the way it is. Um, I might put Jagger and Daltrey above Bono. Yeah, in there. I love Daltrey. Daltrey to me is like he's kind of like like Plant. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of similarities with the yeah, way they went about it. There's a lot of different it. forms the way he sings, too, mm -hmm. like Plant did, too. Right. Um, you know, Cornell's I saw this, amazing. Yeah, he is. He was amazing. You know, the funny thing about that, I saw a guy that I used to work with at YSP, um, Gil Edwards, put out a, a thing, a post. And Soundgarden is going to uh, get together and tour, but obviously without Cornell, right. they're going to get somebody in his stead. Who? And, and it was, I'm not sure who it was. I don't even know if they knew yet, but. Uh, the debate was some bands that when a lead singer dies should never move forward. Right. And Soundgarden is one of them. I, I tend Cornell to agree with wrote you. all the music I agree. and nobody can sing like he can. No, I agree. And it's the same way if Robert Plant passed, 
you know, let's say when John Bonham died, instead it was Robert Plant. Led Zeppelin should have just, you know, Talk Plant and, and, you know, our page and all those guys, forget it. Don't yeah. even reconvene with it. If it's vocal. really early in a band's existence, then maybe. Like right. it was for ACDC when Bon right. Scott died and Brian Johnson came in. And I'm a Bon Scott devotee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess, you know, as opposed to Williams yeah, or Brian Johnson. Soundgarden should Brian not Johnson. move on. I don't think. I agree. I don't think Allison Chains should have moved on without Lane Staley. They got William Duvall, who sounds a lot like him. But to me, that becomes a tribute band. It doesn't become the band. Right. Well, Cantrell did a lot of singing, though, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. He's, Way he's more than capable. you can even imagine. Yeah, exactly. Now, who's the greatest heavy metal singer to you? Is it Rob Halford? I mean, he's got the most range, um, and he's great. And speaking of a band that replaced its lead singer, even though Halford didn't die, mm-hmm. they brought in Ripper Owens, who was a tribute band singer Ripper. from British Steel, the tribute band, to be the singer for a while. Great um, album, British Steel. Yeah, but now Breaking Halford's back with Priest. But uh, uh, to me, the greatest heavy metal vocalist of all time you're gonna say ozzy uh probably yeah Yeah. it's ozzy just the recording voice is so great yeah um and just the he's just such a good singer and performer Mm -hmm. but i mean my favorite is got to be hetfield Metallica. i mean he just the you know the whole way that he's intonates his lyrics and everything and Mm -hmm. and then obviously guys like you know phil anselmo from pantera is the greatest growl of all time. Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden is oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yep. Um, talk about, I mean, just a great singer. So uh, there's a lot of great ones, the heavy metal ones too, but, um, you know. I mean, I Vince I Neil know. didn't make your list? No, uh, he was all processed. <laughs> I know. You know, we did a thing with him when we were at YSP and like he needed all this stuff put on his voice. And uh-huh. I think there was a lot of voice tracking going on live over the years with him. Uh-huh. So, I mean, even Ozzy, like in the later years. And, oh, of course. Yeah. W- I mean, they were playing so many uh, steps down because he couldn't get there anymore. Mm-hmm. So like songs that he was playing in in E are now in like C sharp. Right. Because <laughs> right. he couldn't get there. So, uh, but there's some great ones on that list. I mean, I love, I love Morrison. Oh, yeah. I think me he too. was brilliant. Now and we Freddie Mercury's a streamer here. Renee Cruz is just rattling off names here on the stream. Dio. Yeah, Ronnie James Dio was a great singer. Gary Moore. Yeah. Right. Klaus Mine. Klaus Mine, of course, is from the Scorpions. Yeah. Scorpions, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty um, good. Yeah. I saw yeah. them once. Did, did you? Yeah. City Island in Harrisburg. A little big city nights, huh? Yeah, they were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were pretty good. Uh, the Winds of Change. Mm-hmm. I saw them on the uh, Monsters of Rock tour at JFK Stadium. Oh, wow. Van Halen as the headliner. The first band was a band called Kingdom Come, which sounded like a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Okay. And the second band on that tour was Metallica. Wow. And this is after Cliff Burton died, the original bass player. And they just released uh, that mini album called The 598 Garage Days Re-Revisited, which had five cover songs on it. And it was the first tour of Jason Newstead with the band. Hmm. And uh, on that tour was Dokken, the Scorpions, and Van Halen. Dokken. With Sammy Van Halen? Hagar. Oh, Van Halen Hagar. was the headliner. Okay. Yeah, so with it was Hagar. Van Hagar. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I saw that at JFK. It was an all day, like, you know, this is before the really the, the rock festival came back. Right. At JFK. It was a great show, though. Now he's got a name up there. Is it Phil Lynott or Lynott? Lynott. I, oh, I, I never 
figured out which way it was, but of course, a thin Lizzie. Yes, that's, that's a good they one. Had some, they had some great tunes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got Rainbow up there too. Of course, Dio sang, singing with Rainbow. Man on the Silver Mountain. <laughs> because I'm the man on the Silver Mountain. He's great. Like that dude was five one. Yeah. Right. And couldn't yeah. have weighed more than ninety seven pounds. Right. Right. But had a powerful voice. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Just who was it? Richie Blackmore was the guitar player for Rainbow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Blackmore's yeah. Night and. Deep Purple, of course, and mm-hmm. some great ones there. Yeah. But we'll have to do the, the guitar list at some point, too, because that'll be a good one. Um, let's put a bow on it, Harry. Let's tell people about Bet Parks one more time, because that's the new app. And uh, you had a play that, that you had in, at the beginning of the program here? For yeah, the I took the University of Houston, the Cougars, over the Arizona Wildcats. Cougars getting one and a half going up against the one seed. These uh, top seeds, very vulnerable in this tournament as we've seen one one seed already go down in Baylor and a bunch of two seeds. So uh, I will take the Cougs plus one and a half. All right. You'll take a Cougar on any day of the week. Exactly. Fact. Uh, it is the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It is now live, so you can download it, get it on your phone, uh, check it out. It's everything you wanted in a mobile casino and sports betting app. Uh, so check it out. And it's right in the palm of your hand. You don't need to go anywhere. You can do it right from your phone. Very easy to use. Fun to use and faster to win than ever before. And right now, all Bet Parks users have the choice of either a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. Uh, so make sure you download the app, the new app, and uh, check it out. And you can get the player performances, the props, the parlays, same game parlays, live in game betting, uh, futures. It's all there for you. And uh, maybe you want to get on some of the baseball futures. It probably get pretty good odds on the Fightins. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So let me see. Let me see what the Sixers. There's some futures here for the Sixers. While you're doing um, that, I'll tell people to download the Bet Parks app today. Do you need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New, jo- New Jersey? Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Plus 350 to be the winner of the Eastern Conference. Oh, just the Eastern Conference? Yeah, they're the third favorite behind Brooklyn, plus 275, and then the Bucks at plus 300. Mm. So that might be some nice value there for you, Eric. Could be. All right. Well, everybody, get the Bet Parks app and uh, check it out, and you'll have a great experience with it. Uh, the old app was good. This one's even better. So make sure you download the Bet Parks app, open up an account, and enjoy the great benefits of that as well. Uh, we'll be back next week, Howard, with another edition, Episode 17. But uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, we'll talk to everybody next week here on Ah Geez with Harry Mays, Jason Martinez. Everybody have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.